Hello, welcome back to In The Clock End, an Arsenal podcast with me, Steve. It's been a minute. We were meant to record on Monday. We were meant to record on Tuesday. We didn't record on Wednesday. And finally, we're recording on Thursday. Mm. Calvin, how are you, mate? I'm really well. I'm really well. Uh, refraining, refraining massively from not trying to make some Craig David seven days jokes <laughs> here. Um, I don't know whether you were thinking it's saying it, but you, back in the day, one of my favourite albums of all time, mate, Born to Do It, just on a side note, immense. So, uh, all, all things considered, mate, yeah, top notch. Top all notch. Things, Apologies for delay. All things considered. I love that. All things considered. How was, how was Paris? How was the city of love? Yeah, City of Love was uh, good. Yeah, good time, mate. Busy, uh, as you know. Um, weather was absolutely fantastic. Obviously, we've got to give a, a you know a little little nod towards the weather. That's just what we do. Uh, but yeah, thirty degrees. Yeah, a good time was had, mate. It was nice to get out of the country, and uh, yeah, no complaints. And obviously, celebrate my first wedding anniversary. How does it compare to life as a non-married man? Is it is it the same? Yeah, Any you're going to find out. You're, you're going to find out soon. It's the only difference is you wear a ring, to be honest with you. Um, we went ring shopping the other day, actually, and I was like, this is just going to be really strange getting used to this. Yeah, to be fair, I'm not, you're the same as me. I'm not a jewellery man. I'm not no. about the bling. Do you know what I mean? I wear an Apple Watch and that's about it. And that's that's hardly bling, is it? Let's be and honest. They're, and they're questionable, to be fair. They are. They are. Um, but yeah, it. I couldn't get on board with these real shiny ones. Just not for me. So I went for something a little bit different, dare I say, but um, a bit more suiting to my taste. Okay, he, I got, he went for got used to it. <laughs> yeah, I'm not, that's, I'm not going down to the Spurs shop, mate, to get a wedding ring. Jesus Christ. Uh, no, literal cock ring. <laughs> Didn't take long, did it? Didn't take long. <laughs> Listeners there just like, Jesus Christ. It's just gone off a cliff, hasn't it? Straight away. Just gone off a cliff. Um, I'll bring it back in. It's been a week since the football. It's a week today, actually. Is it um, a week today? Feels like longer. I, I think we're actually playing a week today. It was like an early kickoff, wasn't it? It was like it was, like it was early. Six. Yes, we're recording and... this at ten past six the following Thursday. Um, yeah. So, like, dig deep into the archives, into your oh, mind palace. Yeah. Um, what can you tell me from that game? Because I can't really remember a lot. Um, which is, which is a great start, for, especially for start. Um, Fantastic start. Fantastic. I did. I was. Um, I was. I was. Did you see? Highlights. Well, I was actually at work, so I didn't see any of the game at all. Mm. Um, so I, I was pretty much following uh, the WhatsApp groups and Twitter, mm. which which made for interesting viewing. Uh, our new goalkeeper sure. Matt Matt Turner was getting absolutely rinsed after his early one, one mistake. Yeah, I mean. Bit harsh, to be honest with you. Harsh. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, a little bit. I mean, look, I've seen worse, um, a lot worse. Um, I mean, look, people are very quick on, on social media and they just to jump down someone's throat. Um, you know, it's a it's an interesting backup, isn't it, to Aaron Ramsdale? I think that's a polite way to put it. Unknown quantity uh, for me, um, but after that, you know, he didn't have a mass amount to do, and what he did have to do, he did well. You know, I've seen, I've obviously watching the game live, but. Just before we get stuck into it, one thing that just fucks me off, Steve, is these early kickoffs, man. They are just bollocks. What is with that? Like, well, easy, easy to, you know, why? Why do you think that is? What me? What happens when you can put more games on at different times? Lots of money, lots of green TV. 
advertising. Yeah, that's all it is. Simple they as that. They doing it with Champions League as well, haven't they? Yeah, it's awful. It was 7.45. Eight, mate, I, I don't like half seven kickoffs. I remember going up to Liverpool a few years ago. 7.30 on like a Tuesday. What's that about? Um, You're either quarter to eight yeah. or eight o'clock, you. None of this half seven bullshit. Yeah, and, and now we have Saturday games at 7.45. That's just weird. Not yeah, it's fair. very continental Europe, isn't it? Because I think they play their games so late, don't they? Um, but then they've got the weather. They've got the heat, haven't they? So true. It makes sense. We do um, not. We do not. Never a little weather reference there. Get me on when we can. Yeah. So I've got actually, I've actually prepared. I've got the eleven uh, that we went for last week. So we started with uh, Turner in goal, a centre back pairing of Holding, Gabriel, Kieran mm. Tierney, and Tommy Asset fullbacks. A midfield three of Xhaka, Laconga, Vieira, and then. Uh, Martinelli, Marquinhos on the flanks with Enkelia up front. Um, mm. Pretty strong 11, to be fair. That said, Decent. if you listen to last week's podcast, where I probably spent most of the episode talking about the depth. So I'm not going to go there again. Mm. Um, it was pretty much like what we expected, right? Like in an ideal world, the likes of Xhaka, Martinelli, mm-hmm. uh, Gabriel to an extent, you don't really want to see him in these sort of games. But then I guess the other side of the argument is, you know, if, if we if we get the results we need, um, we get we, we get our business done early, you know, we can get mm. out of the group, finish first. And I think we miss a round of qualifying. Am I right? Yeah, you miss, so, yeah, you do you skip skip a, a knockout round, which is good. Um there is that. there's an, there's enough games. Um and it's good that the you know, the obviously since we played that game, there's been a lot of things going on in the world. Um and the, the PSV game has been scheduled in, and there, you know, there was a little bit of worry that, you know, we might have had to forfeit the game, which would have been quite annoying because obviously I think we're competing with them for that top spot. But regardless, I still expect us to top the group. Um, and yeah, it'd be great to have two less games to play, wouldn't it, after Christmas? Um, but yeah, I think you know the starting lineup itself. Yeah, I mean, the only kind of surprise. I mean, there were a couple of surprises in there, I think. Um, but that was more out of necessity than anything. I think because Cedric would have started this game and I think we would have probably seen Tommy Arthur in centre-half um, with with Rob Holding. But Gabriel was selected. Just on that, I mean, what what do you think of that? That out of the centre-halves that were selected, Gabriel was the one and it was Saliba that got the rest. Did you read in, in, anything into that? No, or? I don't think so. I think you got, you've got to remember Gabriel and Holden have played together before. Mm-hmm. So that probably played a part in the decision making. I, I honestly, it didn't even cross my mind. I, I did see a few people tweet about it, but you could roll the dice, go with the either or. Um, mm. To be honest, you could have always put, put stuck Tommy Asu in the middle and put Cedric out on the on the flank to to give Gabriel. That would have happened. I think that would have happened if Cedric wasn't injured. I did, I just thought I'd ask because it did. Piqued my interest a little bit. Because like, oh. sometimes you think, well, whoever's getting the rest is your preferred centre-half, but maybe not so much these days. But obviously, I think, like everybody, I was really excited to see uh, how Fabio Vieira was going to get on, And to be honest with you. And again, look, we take the quality of the opposition into consideration when we're evaluating and looking at this overall performance. But I thought he was pretty tidy um, overall. So it showed some good feet. Um, I thought he, he did brilliantly for the opening goal. Showed a lovely touch, little turn, and a, a great pass down to Enketcher down down in the channel. Who you know he charged onto it, and 
put it across for a good opener and a debut goal for Marquinhos, um, which is good to see. It was a good ball, wasn't it? And it was a good run from Enkaya, and he played it nicely. Mm. Um, Love the celebration. Those are all the things we want to see. You want to see passion. You want to see someone who actually cares. And it's not, I'm I'm not going to say he cares necessarily about Arsenal, because I do, and I say that lightly, right? Because I'm sure he does, right? To a certain extent. But I'm sure there's, you know, elements of him where it's nice to see him care about his career enough that it means that much to him. Because whether he turns into something amazing or not, it's great to see uh, an individual who's burst onto the scene, got his first opportunity to start in a match, score a goal, um, and, and then just see how much it means to him because that means he really cares about his career uh, and where that might go. I'll tell you what, he's a bit of a tank, isn't he? He is a tank. He's got, he's got a bit of the old car news about him. I'd love to see his birth certificate, if I'm honest. He's like, got how, the car news. Why do you think he's a bit older than he actually is? How old is he? How old is he? Do you know what I mean? Um, yeah. Bit of a suspect. Bit suspect. I mean, he is. He is yeah, Columbo on that. <laughs> Jesus Christ and there is you see he's like one of those people that you know when you're in like you know, year 11 you're about to leave there's always one lad who's like he looks oh, about yeah. 25 do you know what I mean he's got a beard he's a bloke and then you're sat there balls are barely dropped trying to fucking grow an extra inch um, don't get any ideas there Steve I know your mind's <laughs> going to wander mate <laughs> but, I can't um, multitask mate you can't say things like that Oh, you can fuck multiple things up at once, I'm sure. You're missing, yeah. definitely tell you that, that's for sure. Yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, maybe it's just one of them. Just blossomed early. I think that's probably blossomed the early. PBE has hit him like a fucking train. Yeah, <laughs> it, it hit him at seven years old. <laughs> Obviously, you know, you play football uh, throughout, throughout your life. Yeah. And like, I remember like being like when I was like kind of 15, 16, playing like 11 a start, and, and you'd always go up against like this one really good team. And then, mm. and then and and there's the sort of teams that always like roll in like a player from like the age group above, and you've mm-hmm. been like, he's not 15. Look at him. Okay. Like, and there's always those sort of there's always those sort of teams. Yeah, sneaky bastards. Yeah, sneaky cheating bastards putting in the ringers, as they say. Um, yeah, I think that that happens up and down the country every weekend, doesn't it? Everyone's Literally. slipping in somebody or some some lads playing on a Sunday morning who's not even registered. He's just been called up. Because someone's too pissed or too hungover to come Literally. and play. Literally. Well, the good old day. I do miss, I have to make just on a side, I do miss playing Sunday League uh, in, in England. It's not a thing over here. The pub leagues. Such good crack. Um, I I couldn't be bothered, to be honest. I I spend that much time obsessing over football. I think Steph would definitely leave me if I if I took up playing as well. Yeah. <laughs> I think that would be the nail in the coffin for me. Yeah. Um, yeah, you'd be... You'd yeah. be yeah, shipped out, shipped out the gaff off your trot, mate. Literally, yeah. literally. Go and live at the Emirates, you little prick. <laughs> <laughs> I could just get a job as like a one of the the guys who like runs the ground tours. Yeah, this is Steve. Mate, he lives that. here. Yeah, you would love that. You and love Big that. Nigel Winterburn just going around doing the tours. Yeah, love it, love Happy it. Happy days. Anyway, we're getting really back to to the game. Getting back to the game. It was to all going game. so well until Eddie and Katia. To be fair. It was it was a bit sloppy, but yeah, it's one of those, isn't it? He swings his leg, soft. Uh, it's it's, soft. Yeah, I thought it was soft as well. To be honest, it's like soft. some people were saying, it's, it's, it's a nailed on penalty, and I'm like, wow. Well, I don't know. He's gone for the ball. And, I mean, we, whether he's gone for the ball or not, right? Because we could uh, all say we went for the ball and missed it and took the fucker's knee off. So I mean, I went for the ball, yeah. but um, <laughs> I don't know. I thought it was soft. It kind of had. I don't know. I think it was at the Emirates a good few years ago do you remember Hazard 
when he got kicked under his boot and went down like someone had stamped on his leg. Yeah. Uh, it kind of reminded me of that a little bit. Kind of a similar vibe. Not quite as bad as that, mind you. But yeah, it was fucking soft. But it is what it is. And even when we, when they had the pen and, you know, brought it back to, to one or four times, I wasn't worried um, at all. I don't know whether that just feeds into the fact that it was the first group game of the Europa League or again, going back to this early kickoff thing, I just, I really find it hard to sit down and watch a game at that time because it's just like, you've just finished work. You know, I, I've got a belly to feed and a missus who gets hungry from time to time. Um, so I can't let, you know, can't let the food just not happen. So Priorities, it is, right? it is Priorities. weird. PSV at home is six o'clock as well. The it's, just a, it's a weird time to watch them. I just don't feel like I'm as involved in the game is what I would like to be. It doesn't feel as... Yeah, I know what you mean. It feels like it's like more of like a friendly... I get yes. Like, it doesn't feel yes. the real, real deal almost. That's, like, no, that's the best best way to put it. Friendly. Friendly vibes um, is exactly how that felt, to be honest with you. Um, but it, and but you are right because like even like, like a 1-1 one, one, though, you know, I, I was obviously keeping an eye on the score. The dog mm. keeps coming over to say hello. Um, you might be able to hear it, but um, it always felt like we were always like quite in control. Mm. Like I was sort of, I was sort of like in and out of like streams, capturing little bits of glimpses of the game. And you know, yeah. looking at the stats, to be fair, like we had eighteen shots, they're ten, uh, eight on targets, they're four. We had seventy-one percent possession. Um, it was very dominant. We, we we looked very much in control. And to be fair, like watching the highlights back, you know, we we could have had three or four to be honest. It's one of those though, isn't it? I think and. Whether it's you know the, the the fringe players or not, I think one of the things I'm a little bit concerned, slightly concerned of, is we get a lot of play. Um, I just don't think we're converting the territory into clear cut opportunities where we definitely should be scoring goals. Um, it kind of happened against United, I thought, which we know. Not going to go back into that in any detail, but you know we've got a lot of the play in the right area, but it's what we doing with mm. the ball when we're in the right areas and yeah. again this was kind of one of those games but you know when you've got such a, a changed 11 um you would expect a little bit of that fluidity to kind of drop off i guess we've had a great start you know we've won five out of six but mm. if you look at all those games you know even man united mm. there are so many games where we're in and around the area we're getting in the right positions and it's just that that final ball you know that it's almost like, like I think you know, you, you summed it up perfectly the, the other week. You like, miss a hundred percent of the shots you don't it. take. Let's talk about the the the, the winner. It the was winner. a lovely ball uh, from Mikinos. Um, mm. Eddie took it well. To be fair, it was not a bad little header for me, was it? No, it was a good one. Um, I think yeah, the ball in for Marquinhos. And again, yeah, looking at this kid's debut, I mean, a goal and assist. You can't really ask for much more. Um, I thought it was overall overall performance wasn't bad actually so to see him you know put in such a great cross for Eddie's winner uh, was great and it really reminded me of a chance uh, a game that you were at uh, and ended up on all or nothing um, Everton away if you remember Eddie had a very similar chance I believe in that game uh, which whether he hit the post or missed I can't remember similar kind of back back post header yeah Um didn't convert it, um, but this one it did. It was a good header, uh, and yeah, I thought that you know as soon as we went two on up, you know that that was that. That was the the game. I didn't really fear that Zurich would would come back into it um, 
and win, to be honest with you. And that right. was, you know, you're looking on the, that's just after the hour mark, we went two one up. So I guess the only thing that was mildly disappointing uh, was the fact that we didn't put the game to bed. But again, it's opening, opening game, Europa League group stages, three points, three points in it. No, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, you know, you're not going to look back on this game with much thought to how many goals we scored. So, no, I can know. barely remember the performance in general, to be honest. Literally. Um, it's it's interesting. You know, it's great to be back in the tournament. It's great to be back in Europe. Yes. And I think, you know, uh, we've spoke about it before. Like this, this tournament, you know, you know, this is for like the likes of Marquinhos, Vieira, getting minutes mm. into the bout. I think as well, like it's it, this is where Eddie needs to really sort of get his shit together, start scoring goals. I think Eddie's doing all right so far this season with the opportunities he's had. Um, what, do I think he'll be able to give Arteta the headache? Who knows? Um, who knows? Uh, because I think it's funny, isn't it? You know, you rewind 12 months ago and I don't think any of us would have envisaged Eddie and Ketcher being in Arsenal show this season, to be perfectly honest with you. Um, no. So it, opinions can be very, very quickly proven wrong. Um, so who knows? But I, I hope he pushes on and pushes himself to, to the next level, which I think he has a little bit because I think, you know, some of the ball carrying that he's done, which I'd never associate with him, he's done quite well when coming on in Premier League games. But mm. when you give a start, I mean, look, he scored a goal, scored a winner. Yeah, um, I, I'm mm. as shocked as you. I, I thought he was done. And I, I've criticised him many times, but he's all we've got. We've got to back him. And I listen, I hope he has a hope, you know, he, he gets the minutes. You know, he said it before that, and he made a very good point, you know, when, when we were very critical of him last season. You know, he mm-hmm. came out in that interview and said, like, what do you expect when I'm getting, you know, I'm not getting a proper run in the team? Um, so, gosh. listen, gosh. this is your chance. You know, if he starts putting the performances in, scoring the goals, you know, you know, what I'm sure before long, he, you know, he might start to, to to start some Premier League games. Who knows? Yeah, absolutely. That's that's what we all want, right? Um, and that's just for the squad to get continually better so that we have that, you know, internal competition, which then just, yeah, internal competitiveness, I think, it just drives yeah, you to be that's better. That's it. That's it. Um, Absolutely. Internal competitiveness. That's this is, this is why this is this is why I need you by my side when we record because I can't. I, I wouldn't come out with those sort of lines. See now, Steve. Just listening. So you know, Steve was trying to get me as I've put it off this week quite a lot. It's my fault that we're so late doing this. But Steve was like, "Oh, can we do a recording at eight o'clock in the morning? You wouldn't be getting those lines at eight in the morning. That's for sure." Anything else you'd like to add on last week's phenomenal? Victory. To be honest with Steve, even if I did, I've, I've gone um, at this stage. Uh, so now I'd say, I'd say we're good to move we're on. Good. We're good to move on. Um, so Arsenal were meant to play place play Everton on, on Sunday. Yeah. Um, unless you live under a rock, I'm sure you're, uh, all listeners will be aware of the passing of uh, Queen Elizabeth II. The games were all postponed. Mm-hmm. I want to sort of touch upon this. Um, where do you stand on that? Do you think it should have been cancelled? Was it the right thing to do? It's not such a black and white answer, is it? Um, not really, isn't? Because I think a lot of people obviously can, you know, the comparisons are well, you know, rugby went ahead, cricket went ahead, a lot of other sports went ahead. Which, uh, you know, on paper, I'm like, well, yeah, that's a bit shit. Why is it just football that's kind of been left behind? But it, it purely just comes down to policing, doesn't it? As annoying as that is, um, and I, it's frustrating because at football, I mean, how often do you actually see trouble at games? But it's the the reputation which preceded us, which follows us around. That football, who you know, football fans are hooligans. But 
I mean, look, I've been going for Jesus Christ. I can't remember, I don't even know how long, 30 years um, at this stage. I think I've only seen Trouble twice. And that was PSV, fan, funnily enough, PSV fans at Highbury uh, a long time ago, having a bit of a scuffle. Uh, and then Tottenham away. Shock, uh, Tottenham away. Um, that lovely sunny day uh, all the way back in 2004, where, yeah, it was kicking off afterwards to say the least but um it's disappointing because when when you've just lost a game in the manner you have in the league i know we've had you know a game in europa league but that doesn't quite count for me but you know you you want to get back on the horse quickly right you want to correct the errors put that behind you get a victory under the belt get performance so it was disappointing that didn't happen but when you you know when you look at it with you know all the context you have and hindsight and all that Jazz. I just think it was inevitable that football got cancelled just because there's not enough police. It's mad. It's still mad though. Um, but that's I where think, we are. Yeah, no, I think you're spot on. I think ultimately as football fans, we're the makers of our own downfall in terms mm. of, you know, what comes with football, you know, the, the Stone Island crew, as we'll, as mm. we'll call them. Um, it, it was disappointing. I put a post out and I'd say 99% of people said they should have gone ahead. Mm you can pay your respects in other ways and i get that and i agree and i completely agree with that and i do think the fact that out of all the sports it, it was cancelled and it was sort of like right well so i can go bowling i can go to pizza express i can go to a, i can go shopping but mm. i can't go to the football it just seemed a bit like really but yeah. it is what it is and but i think you i think you, i think it, i think it was a, a policing issue i think also maybe they were a little bit worried about you know just some of the the, the responses from, from certain clubs fans um, yeah but that's and again i i just think in this this day and age let's be honest we've all been in football stands when there's minute silence right and it's 99 percent of the people or even 99 percent of the time it's impeccably observed mm. and it's actually a really eerily I don't know, there's something unique about that moment when you're in a football stand, players around the centre circle, and it's just dead silence because obviously you're so used to bedlam in a football stadium, right? And chance, especially pre-match, you know, there's the banners flying around. So when you get that 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 whole minute silence, but then the utter roar, which follows that whistle, it's spine-tingling oh, stuff. Yeah, it's spine-tingling stuff. Um, but yeah, I, I, I think, look, you know, it's funny, isn't it, that, you know, I'm not going to get too much into it because, you know, I'm not a massive advocate of the royal family. I get the cultural aspect and, you know, I, I appreciate it from that. And it's it's kind of cool, but it doesn't, you know, I, I wouldn't lose sleep over the royal family. Let's put it that way. But, you know, you look at the guy who got arrested there for a few heckles towards Andrew. I won't even call him the, the prince work. I don't think he deserves it. But that if that happened in a football stadium or if somebody shouted something during a minute's silence it would have been blown up far more than that guarantee um which is which is pretty crazy when you think about it but again i just think football football in general as everyone included in that game is is held at a different level to every anything and everything else um so yeah it's yeah it's the old classic phrase you know i say it all too often i actually get the piss taken out of me at work so i say it so often but it is what it is it's just crack on with it really but yeah it is what it is you heard it here first from the fence man 
from the fence. Oh, I haven't been on the fence for a while, mate. Cleaned all the splinters. Cleaned all the splinters. I've, I've noticed enjoyed... your, your posture is a lot better since you've been not sitting on the fence so much. Yeah, true. Let's not, um, let's not ask her. Let's not go. Let's, let, let's part of it anyway. Obviously, Thursday's been cancelled as well, mm-hmm. uh, which is today. We went to play today. Obviously, yeah. uh, another pleasing issue, which I think if we were playing some very small club from Europe, PSV, mm. they're going to bring a lot of fans. Well, it is kind of funny. I just said I've only seen trouble twice at football and That's PSV I mean. fans are one of them. Because it is, I mean, I've it's been got, to PSV It's not, it's not an well. Arsenal. It's not an Arsenal. I, I think, you know, we, do, we also don't have a history um, of of that. You know, I'm sure I'm sure it happens, you know. I'm sure it did, yeah. It's the, it's the minority. You know, we're not known for our, mm. our violence. Um but you can you know you know what's gonna happen. You don't you know you know what happened tonight, you know it'll be kicking off. Uh, there'll oh, be flares and, and all sorts going on. So yeah. I guess the police were like, you know what? We've got way too much going on. Sack that off in the yeah, bin. Sack. sack that, pop it in the bin, and then uh, we'll we'll address that another time. But yeah, move it on. Moving on. Uh fortunately, we are back on Sunday. Yes. <laughs> a little bit in, it's a bit annoying that it's they've moved it back to 12 o'clock. So I've now got to catch a bus at six in the morning <laughs> to get down there, which is a massive ball lake. So that can get I mean, it's, a, it's a it's a commitment though, Steve. Right? So now it this is, is what it's like. That is what I'm I'm actually up earlier than that to come to a, a three o'clock kickoff sometimes. So welcome to my world. Welcome to your world. I know. Well, I've got that's that's when I catch the bus. I've got I'll probably be up at like five. Yeah. Hard times, eh? Um. Yeah. So we'll jump into to a little bit of a Brentford preview. Mm-hmm. Um, two games last season we we kicked off the season with a disastrous 2-0 defeat and then mm-hmm. um, speaking of you coming over you came over for uh, the home leg the home leg yeah. the home tie when we beat him yeah. 2-1 uh, mm-hmm. it was a frosty affair quite literally blustery freezing. blustery affair yeah very wet and cold mm-hmm. um, based on what you saw last season uh, and going into this game you know both both sides rested how are you feeling? You feeling confident? Um, not. I don't think confidence is the right word. I'm expectant. I think expectant. If that if that's the right way to put it, I don't know. But it's just a case of, you know, like I alluded to, I wanted to, I want to see us bounce back from that defeat at United. Look, it's going to be a delayed response, but this is going to be the first opportunity for the, the strongest eleven to go out and rectify that and get us back, back to winning ways, uh, and then just firmly just park that in in the history books but I think why why I'm not confident is that opening game of last season and look I'm not dumb enough some may think differently but I'm dumb enough to think that you know that that starting 11 or the, that team that played at Brentford in the opening game is very different to what we've got now um, but I'm expecting because I want us to go and pay I want payback for that last season yeah. that really pissed, pissed me off um, and I know we got it you know in the in the home game but it wasn't exactly a flattering win to be honest was it 2-1 in the end I think it was there was a nervy ending nervy if you end. Yeah, I do remember yeah that, that that chat running through and we were like oh my yeah. fucking god but um, yeah, I, I want us to actually just go and really take it to them um, yeah look they, they battered United but that as we spoke about that's a, a unique result which you know nine it's times out of ten is not happening isn't it yeah, it's a one-off. Um, it's going to be tricky though. They're a tricky side at home. 
You know, they've yeah. got a decent manager, Warren squad. They've got some decent players. Yeah. But no, I, I, I expect us to go there. Listen, like you said, like after you know, losing to Man United, I think it's really important to get back, you know, to winning ways in the Premier League. Um, I think that's why you, you alluded to it. Like it was so disappointing to have the Everton game called off because, you know, you want to get back on the horse, back to winning ways, you know, mm. back on track. Um, it's going to be a tricky one, but, you know, with this Arsenal team, I, I, there's just, there's a, I don't know, a, re, a renewed belief. Is that, is that, is that the right? Yeah, I think renewed belief. And there's, there's a bit more about this side, isn't there, from what we've seen so far. Uh, but these are the sort of games, you know, where you, you will be tested and your resolve will be questioned. Uh, and it's a case of, can you stick together? Um, because it's not, it's not a big crowd, as you'll, you'll see, because obviously you're heading down. Small enough little, little stadium, but it'll generate good noise. It's still fairly close to the, to the pitch, considering it's a new stadium. But I don't know, even if you look ahead to the game, I mean, we've got a fairly decent squad, right? I don't think there's too many injuries going into this one. Is Thomas Pye going to be back? Do you know? He's back in training. Back in training. I'm not entirely sure. There could be a bench, a bench option, possibly, if, option. if that's not too soon. But I um, think, listen, I wouldn't gamble on him if no, he's no. not there. I'd like to no. think, listen, if he's nearly there, let's let's keep let's keep him. October is disgusting. You know, you Isn't look it? at our fixtures; it's it's ridiculous, to be honest. So mm. let's, let's save him for that. Um, but we'll see. But, we don't know. They, one thing I will say is that they keep their cards close to their chest. You know, they the really do. And I like that. that that's fine with me. Um, yeah, I really, I really like it as well. Because you don't want too much out there because that just means that the opposition can prepare themselves adequately for yeah. what they're about to face. So Literally. it's nice to see to see the cards being played close to the chest, that's for sure. Um, but yeah, I think we'll see. I, I, it's it's going to be a tricky one, but you know, coming in, we're going to be fresh, as will they, yeah. but why not? Why not? Like, we're playing such good football at the moment. Um, mm-hmm. I'm excited. Looking forward to it. Looking forward to it. New ground yeah. as well. Never been to Brentford, so. Enjoy it. Let's yeah, just hope we get the three points. Let's hope so. And then we'll all be happy. We'll all be happy. Um, should we move on to one good, one bad for the week? Well, I mean, we can... Sh- Three good, four bads. Four good, nine bads. I'll throw it over to you first. What do you want to start with? I've actually wrote mine down this week. I'm very organised. Fair play to you for being organised, but what do you want me to go with first? The good or the bad? Either or. Either or. You're giving me full reins here to make my own life decision. You get to wet your socks again? Well, I mean, I could. I've got, I had some belters on yesterday, Steve. You're going to love these ones. Did you see James's comment? I I I did. Of course I saw it. He played, yeah, so a little bit of context to listeners. Uh, James, uh, our other podcastee, um, it was on holiday. Posted a lovely photo in without any socks on Twitch. Mm-hmm. I, I, uh, Twitch. He replied to the comment saying, uh, "Was it Calvin's taking them all?" Yeah, I've taken all the good socks. <laughs> basically. Something like that. Something like. Mm-hmm. To be fair, to your average listener, they're thinking that's not funny. But to us, it was inside joke. Inside joke. inside jokes. Inside jokes. Um, Okay, so I'm going to go good first. Um, I've got I've got two bit weird, one of, of them, but great at the same time. Obviously, I've looked, I've got to say my you know, first wedding anniversary has got to be up there for the goods. Really enjoyed Super the trip good. away. I mean, 
if there's one way to get over a defeat um, to Man United, it was five minutes later jumping on a roller coaster to forget about it. Um, kind of helped, to be perfectly honest nice. with you. Instead of sitting there on your sofa going, for fuck's sake, for the next two, three months <laughs> and listening to United fans give you a shit. My other one is just a general appreciation for garlic bread. It's fucking phenomenal. It is phenomenal. It's, not that I've, not that I've eaten it in months. Why? Well, I guess you're getting wedding trim yeah, on you, but I'm eating I just a think very strict diet at the moment. Garlic bread is top notch. I'm talking pizzas. I'm talking slices. I'm talking baguettes. The whole the whole shebang. It is Wibble without it? cheese. You know what I mean? Like if you're ever in doubt when you're on holiday as well, watch that for a star. If you're ever in doubt, you're going garlic bread, mate. My favorite is like the stone baked garlic bread. Oh, that's what we're so talking about. So good. It's like no. divine. Divine. Like the garlic and rosemary sort of pita bread mm. thing you can... Oh. I saw this I saw this really good reel, actually, and this guy making, like, the ultimate garlic bread. And, like, he got, like, a whole clover, cooked it in the oven with, like, olive oil, and then, like, yeah. crushed it. Smashed it, it oh, yeah. It looked yeah. insane. Looks yeah, it insane. would be insane. Also, speaking of garlic bread, you can't help but think of... Well, some of us. Peter K. There you go. There you go. Garlic bread. Garlic bread, yes, Max. It's the future. Yeah. When, when, you, when you come over for the wedding... I'll have yeah. a fridge full of garlic bread on that Friday for you, mate. Don't you worry. Wait, I thought we're going out for dinner. Nice little romantic candlelit before we send you on your merry way. Uh, yeah, we go, we'll go for an Italian, if you like. Go for an Cheeky. Italian. Cheeky. Garlic we're, bread there. We're going to, <laughs> hey, to Macca's. I'd love it. Oh, I'll take a Macca's. Don't worry about that. Um, so, so mine actually is football related. Sorry to be boring. It's usually me with the, the more obscure cheating. one good. So my one, well, it is cheating, but it, it I just find it quite funny. Um, so bearing in mind the early kickoffs, I got back from the gym on, I think it was Tuesday when mm. Sport and Lisbon were playing. Mm-hmm. Flicking through Sky or BT. Oh, early kickoffs on. Five minutes to go, nil, nil. Oh, well, that's all right. They're, they're not winning. Yeah. Boom. <laughs> Two nil. Two nil. <laughs> what a fantastic! I watched ten minutes and it was great, yeah. and I was just laughing to myself, and it Good. was fantastic. And I, I was, it was, it was a bit. I got in trouble actually because Steph was trying to talk to me at wedding stuff, and I was just too busy laughing at, at Tottenham. Just capitulated. Did you see Thierry's commentary of it? It was no. Uh, oh, check not. it out. It's very funny. Was it good? Is it? It's like a post-match commentary with the goal. It's like he's going one pass. It's it's like. You go to plus one, go plus two, scores. Bye bye. <laughs> Something like that. So Brilliant. very funny. Very Absolutely funny. Absolutely love that. Speaking of just also other good stuff as well. And this is the level of petty I'm at when it comes to football. And obviously, we spoke about Aubameyang quite a lot um, and his move to Chelsea and how much I'm just not worried about it. But when I watch, you know, I was watching one thing I do love is the BT goals show that they do. Brilliant. Don't miss any goals that way. Fantastic. But Aubameyang's still not. Still not scored. Um, he started yesterday as well for Chelsea against a pretty poor side and uh, did absolutely fuck all. Love to see it. Love to see it. Love to with, see with it. Arsenal tattoo on his arm as well. Yeah, I don't think that's going to go too well. Um, I don't know. Yeah, I can't, I can't see him working out there. That's going to be their version of William. Annoyingly, annoyingly, they've got quite a good manager now. Um, I think it, it doesn't really feel doesn't really feel right to see him. I, I was going to say Brian Potter, never never PK reference. Brian Potter. And <laughs> um, what's your one um, bad for the week? 
One bad. Well, my one bad I've already spoken about, if I'm honest with you. Um, and we, we actually just said it again, but just it's just the early kickoffs. I fucking hate it. Um, I did have another one bad as well. I should have written them down like you did, um, but I have not. So my one bad, this is riveting listening, this. It's probably just going to have to be as much as I, again, appreciate why it was done, but just no, having football whipped away from you uh, last minute was horrible. Really gave me those COVID lockdown vibes, mate, and I didn't like it. No, I would agree with that. Um, it really did, you know. It did feel like that. There was, there was, mm. there was, there were some people saying I was playing behind closed doors. I was like, no, 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 you can't. I never that. want to don't see start, that ever again. Don't start that ever again. Um, no. So my, I've got, I've got two bads for this week. So firstly, football aid, the Chelsea owner, who's been, he's been around five minutes, and he's already going on about a northeast south, oh. and he's on about uh, the, the relegation system. Listen, mate, you've been here five minutes. Fuck off. Fuck off. Yeah. Did you not, did you not, did you not just fuck. see what happens with the Super League? With, with the fucking Super League and the absolute, I mean, look, I can understand like a showcase game. I get it. It'll just never fucking work, mate. We're not American. We, I we've don't had wanna, this conversation. I, I don't want to Americanize it because I don't, because I think it's not, there are a lot of football fans who are American and they get it. And they oh, never, of course. Yeah. So I, I don't want to say it's an American thing, but I want to say like, just uh, this is our sport. Leave it alone. Fuck off. Leave imagine it alone. We, that goes imagine for, we that goes for to... anyone. Anyone who comes over here starts messing with the game. Like if it's just not broken, it doesn't need fixing. No. Yeah, you don't. You don't see any English lads buying up the NFL and trying to go. Wow, lads. Nobody gets yeah. relegated here. Let's yeah, maybe literally, look at that. Literally, literally. I just, I just feel like you, you're stepping on too many people's toes there. And you've been around five minutes. You know what he's like? He's like the new guy in the office. He comes in <laughs> and he's like, "Oh, I'm gonna, sh- I'm gonna streamline establishment." Establishment. You're like, mate. Yeah. Stay, stay in your fucking lane. Just do um, your day job. Yeah. Fuck off. That's it. That's it. Um, my other one bad is it's a bit, it's a bit obscure, but I was having this conversation with someone at the, the other day, and it really Indeed. rattled me. People oh. who vape. Oh but never right. smoked. So vaping was basically introduced for smokers to get up smoking as a healthier option. Mm-hmm. People just vape for the fun of it. Like I say to people, did you, did you, have you ever smoked? No. Why are you vaping? Oh, I like the taste of blueberries. What are you doing? Oh, some fucking bubble gum then. Like literally. Fuck me. And just the record, smoking is, is much better anyway than, than vaping, vaping shit. <laughs> not that I not that not that I encourage smoking cigarettes. Do not smoke. <laughs> this week's podcast brought to you by fucking Benson and Make Hedges. Pal Mao, Ace of Smoking Estates. Do not smoke. Smoking's yeah. bad. But Smoking's what I'm saying, what I'm saying is if you're gonna do it, do it properly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, no, I get that because that concludes my one bad. No, but that's also a valid point. Um, one of Hannah's friends was over, uh, Hannah being my wife, to your listeners there. Um, she was over from Australia visiting, never smoked a day in her life. And there she is vaping away, like a fucking, like a chimney. I didn't, I didn't know that. Just, I mean, that, that, why? What, what, what hole is that filling? <laughs> I don't know. I really, I can't, I don't have the answers to these bizarre questions, unfortunately. But yeah, it's a bit, the only way I can explain it is very fucking backwards. Uh, and apologies to any of our listeners who have done this, but can you just take a step back, uh, look in the mirror and go, what the fuck am I doing? 
if it doesn't make any sense doesn't make any sense yeah i like I, i'm not a an hour and a smoker i have the occasional one every now and again but i mm. never go to vaping just it's like wow this doesn't make any sense really yeah no i can <laughs> see that but it was it's been around a while now i mean some of them i don't Vape get well friendly. Vape friendly, but you can't vape anywhere. It's the same as smoking. It's got the same connotations. People don't like it. They don't want us to do it. So leave, yeah. Stop. Leave it alone. Yeah. Leave so it alone. Leave it let's alone. let's move on, park that, and, and we'll end on some questions from the listeners. Questions. Yes. Questions. My favorite part of the podcast now, actually. Um yeah, because it means we don't have to think. <laughs> yeah. <literally. laughs> well, we do. We think about answers, but we don't have to think about the topics of discussion. No. So because I'm quite wary that I will probably butcher most of these handles, I'm not going to read the handles out. So well, you have to, Steve. The listeners want to hear you go full Paul Merson, mate, trying to pronounce people's names. And also, the listeners have taken their time to send you questions. At least give them a shower that they deserve. Wow. <laughs> I'm, I'm just going to pick questions with with, with easy handles. <laughs> Uh, so Matthew Wick asks best and worst fans from your own experience best and worst can't obviously no Arsenal here wow yeah play it neutral be neutral all right best fans well that's tricky isn't it because I do find that I've always had uh, a love for European fans in general or just any foreign fans I just find South America as well they yeah. are mental like, European nights, especially you know those big ones back in the day, Champions League. You know you, the under lights. I don't know, like you know they bring flags, flares. I don't know. They just adds added something extra to atmosphere. So I mean that's a very widespread answer. But this I mean, is from your was, experience, though, this is a game you've had. You have to have been at. Yeah. So I mean, obviously, there's been a few, a few. Um, Champions League games that I've been at over the years. So, I mean, look, you could throw in, you know, Milan, in the Milan being one of them, AC. Um, yeah, there's been some great, great support over the years. From a Premier League perspective, nobody beats us. So I'm not going to go there. Emirates is an absolute fucking weapon of sound. It is. It is. What, what about you? What's from your experience? It's hard to pick, isn't it? Because, you know, I've experienced some cracking atmospheres over, over the years. Yeah. I mean, I've I've only been to one away European game and that was against Barcelona where they where they were they were terrible. They just shout met they just said Messi for for about five minutes. Deafening deafening noise though, considering there's no yeah. roof in that place. I mean there's a hundred thousand people. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. They could be doing their they could be doing their Tesco big shop. They make noise. Do you know what I mean? Doesn't mean it's a, a Tesco. I love how you call it a Tesco big shop by the way. Not just not just popping in for a snack here. I go big shop. They're not yeah they're not going for like a meal deal I don't know you... I think I, I can only really go off English clubs um, yeah. uh, hang on I'll throw out an English club Palace yeah they were very good um, they were very good they didn't stop singing but like mm. like we touched upon after the after the, the game they've moved them so mm. it didn't really create that atmosphere Stoke City as much as I hate them they were always very good um yeah. Nope. No, they, I hate them, but they were quite good. Yeah. Liverpool, seeing you'll never walk alone and then they mute the stadium. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I've been to some Newcastle, they're quite good. Yeah, Newcastle's good, yeah. But I can't, I mean, to be fair though, when the only times I've really ever experienced great atmospheres away from home is when we've lost. But then it's like, 
obviously they're going to be good because they're winning. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Um, mm. I, I tell you one of the best ones, actually. I went to Ellen Road when we beat Nithic up in like 2010 mm. and they mm. were very good. They didn't stop singing, uh, waving their white flags. So I'm going to say Leeds actually are really good. They've got, they are very loud uh, as, as much as I dislike them. Um, yes. And as for the worst, I'm just going to go with, oh, where do you want? Like, I've always thought Chelsea fans are, are terrible whenever they come to the Emirates, really quiet. Fulham, mm. really bad. I think Arsenal get a bad rap. People say oh, Arsenal fans are quiet. I'm like, I don't, I think Arsenal. They're really not. I think Arsenal, are, we're not, we're, we're not the best. We're, we're, we're fairly good. Get a bad rap, but like, likes of Fulham, absolutely atrocious. Um, mm. Wigan, if they've got any, if they can take any fans. Wigan, fuck me. Jesus Christ. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I think that's a great shout, Wigan. No offence to anyone who lives in Wigan. Shit all. Uh, fans, shite. Football, yeah, shite. Yeah. Uh, next question. Next question. Our JC03, thoughts on Nuno at the moment at Marseille? Tavares. Yeah. Um. I have to admit, I have not watched any of the games because why would I? Um, but scored some good goals. Had some comments lately. I don't know whether Matteo Guendouzi has been getting in the chaps here. Um, I think he wants to make it permanent. But again, like he was at Arsenal for a wet minute. I've got no, no there's no love lost if yeah. he decides to move on. But you never, again, as we've already said today, you, you what you think might happen, the complete opposite happens. Um, you know, a lot of people even wondered about Saliba coming back, didn't they, at one point, because uh, he was doing so well over there. Not necessarily that he was going to stay in Marseille, but he's on loan. He's there to better his career for himself. If if he wants to come back and improve at Arsenal afterwards, I mean, right now, where the fuck does he fit? He doesn't. He doesn't fit our style of play, unfortunately. So I, the only thing I can see there is, look, I hope he does well. Because then that means we can sell him for a bit, bit of money. So, bit of, bit of wonga. Yeah. Bit yeah. of a wonga. Yeah, I that's kind of where I'm at with that. Yeah, I agree. Uh, Rivers underscore D, uh, give a shout out to those gunners like me that live on a ranch in the middle of, of Kansas. There we go. That was your shout out. There's your shout out, buddy. Fair play to you. Keep on rocking. Keep on Howdy, rocking. partner. <laughs> you had to ruin it at the end, didn't you? <laughs> um, uh, D, A, well, I, his name's Dan Bright, basically, but he's got a, <laughs> it's D D A dot N dot Bright. Do you think Tierney has reached the levels we all seen he can do consistently enough? Uh, I just think he needs to stay fit. Mm-hmm. Stay, he, needs, he, need, he, needs, he needs a season of just playing football. Um, we know what he's capable of. We know how good he is when he's on his game. Mm. It's just injuries, you know. It's 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 when you when you come when you're constantly you know, picking up injuries and you come back from injury. You're getting yeah, trying to get your form back. It's mm. it's going to take time. So I think, yeah, he's just got to stay fit, right? No, I completely agree, and uh, and I think that bringing in Zinchenko as well has maybe opened our eyes a little bit to the that, that quality jump. I mean, I'm not saying that Kieran is a bad player in any any way, shape, or form, but I think there is a difference in style of play and what Arteta wants. Um, Tierney's going to have to adapt himself and improve um, if he wants to be you know, a regular in, in that setup. So it's going to be an intriguing season to see how that progresses and how he, if all being well, stays fit. Uh, it'd be really interesting to see how he, how he fares this season and into next. But 
Yeah, I mean, it's, he was a nailed-on captain for a lot of us not so long back. Um, and now I think it's not that I question his, you know, not necessarily loyalty, but his commitment to the cause. But, you know, when you're eighth for a couple of years and Tierney steps in and you look at what was around him at the time, he looked exceptional. The quality level has gone up at Arsenal since then. Yeah. And now he doesn't look quite as exceptional. Um so that, again, it just shows how far we fell as a club when it came to our squad quality and depth. I agree. Uh, Mark Watkinson, 46. Should Arsenal rename the East Stand the Arsenal Wenger Stand? Yeah. Yes. I, I'm a big, big fan for this, actually. I do think the club need to do something to recognise the great man himself. And I think, yeah. you know, he, he, he committed so much of his latter years to the overall project and the greater good of the club for that stadium, that I think, yeah, 100% there should be an Arsene Wenger stand. No, I agree. Um, I think once the sales, you know, I think it's, it's going to take a few years. Mm. I think, you know, it, it wasn't a nice ending behind the scenes. So I think once the sales mm. and everyone sort of moves on, I think that's when th- there will be opportunities for, you know, maybe he'll come back and work at the club. I think we'd all love to see that in some capacity. You know, mm. he's he's an Arsenal man. You know, he, he's, you know, you can see like in those interviews, like when he left, like he definitely didn't want to leave. No. Which is he crazy. Was he was forced out yeah. the door. Um, 100%. Um, so, yeah, no, I'd like to see that. I think, and I think it will come in time. I just think, mm. you know, doing it directly after he's left, I think it would have been a little bit too soon maybe for him to sort of be able to, to come back to the club or, you know, whatever. Yeah, the club needed uh, to stabilise and find its feet again. Yeah, I think you're absolutely yeah. right. Yeah, they needed to sort of cut ties before they could do that. Freddie V. Percy, who is your favourite Arsenal player of all time? I mean, it's hard to look past the King, isn't it? It really is. Um, you know, I, I watched his entire Arsenal career from start to finish. Um, scored some, you know, great, great memories for the club at that time as well. Um so it's just to make it interesting, should we take Thierry Henry out of the discussion? I mean, I've already got mine, and it's not Thierry. I think I know who yours is. Just wanted to Does see he have red hair? Well, yeah. Yeah. Occasionally. Um, <laughs> yeah. Formerly had red hair. Oh, yeah, Fre- Freddie for me. Freddie for you. I love watching Patrick Vieira, to be honest with you. I just remember when he burst onto the scene. He was just a phenomenal footballer. Great captain. Loved all the battles with Roy Keane. Yeah, I think if I had to choose anyone other than Thierry, it'd probably be Patrick Vieira or very close second, Ian Wright. Fair. Fair. Um, my, my my lovely of a half thought she was hilarious and asks, what's your favourite crisp? What what a valid question. It is a, I mean, I like that. It's a bit different, a bit out there. Now, just on this, and I know, look, I don't follow social trends too well. One, because I'm getting old and I'm out of touch with things. However, I'm going to ask just on the subject of Chris, obviously there was the big discussion of crisps in or crisps out of a sandwich. What are you? Oh, yeah. I definitely have crisps in a sandwich. Why wouldn't you? Sometimes, I mean, I don't really eat crisps often, but. Crispy. I'm a crispy. I'm a crispy man. If, if it's the right sandwich, obviously, you know, I'm not putting yeah. crisps in a fucking tuna mayo. Yeah. If you've got like, you know, a, a ham a sandwich. Breakfast, 
yeah. It, it goes like the ham and cheese. That's the classic ham and cheese, cheese and onion. Yeah. Um, crisps. But what is your favourite crisp? You've not answered. Favourite crisps. Do you know what? I'm, it's a bit boring, but also quite great. Just ready salted chip sticks, mate. Phenomenal. That is really boring. Phenomenal. They are good, though. They are. Um, they're consistent. You know what I mean? They'll always, they'll always tick a box. Mom, I'm, I love Tyrrell's uh, salt, sea salt and cider vinegar. Oh. Those things are so good. I also really like the, the vegetable crisps, like the parsnip and beetroot ones. Yes. Mark Suspensers yeah, so also good. do some amazing sweet potato cool tortillas. They're phenomenal. Nice. By the way. Nice. Yeah. Nice. They'd, they'd actually be right up there, to be honest with you. Good question, Steph. Right play. up there. Good. She won't be listening. She, I nah. don't I don't think this is about a year. Um, who is one of the? Who is one player in in the last five to ten years who you you wish you we hadn't sold? That's from B More five 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 one. Player in the last five to ten years we you wish we hadn't have sold. I mean, for me, it's not necessarily that we sold. Because it's funny, and I think there was another podcast talking about this recently, there's not been many players left over the last number of years where I've actually felt pain about that particular individual leaving, which says a lot. But for me, it's more of a player that we didn't re-sign, and that was Cesc Fabregas. Yeah, no, that, that was my answer. Even though it's technically, what, 12 years? Is it 20 It's probably a long, long time ago. But yeah, no, um, I would agree. Cesc... Um... You know, broke my heart when he went to Chelsea. Yeah, yeah, it did because we really had we had the option to to bring him back and we didn't. Um... You know what? I think we should have just gone like all in and gone. You know what? We didn't necessarily need him, but you're not going to Chelsea, so mm-hmm. you're coming back. Um, yeah, maybe Sunny, um, not Sunny, because all Alexis Sanchez, but I think he he was sort of done, wasn't he? He was done. Yeah, no, I, I agree. He was done. Uh, and again, that you know, that the Van Persie one maybe hurt a little bit just because he was at such a great level. But again, he only had one season left in him. Would he have actually helped us to do anything that for, that following season? I don't think so, because we didn't have the squad to do it. Mm. Um, yeah, there's not really been anyone that's left where I felt you know, truly pained about them going. Um, no. So yeah, it says a lot really, doesn't it? Yeah. Uh, two, more questions, two more questions and we'll wrap it up. Underscores uh, Arge 97, do we need to sign a Partey replacement or backup? And if so, who would you go for? Uh, yeah, not necessarily a replacement, but definitely a backup because we are a little bit slim in that area. Yeah, I think so it's a kind Christmas, of Christmas, right? Surely, I think is it Tillerman's out of contract then? Yeah, he can start. Yeah, he's out that's of rigor room. And Leicester, surely Leicester can be like, ask him, be like, listen, you either take it now or take him on a free. Yeah, if there exactly. is anything in that deal, obviously. No, but I mean, at the same time, is very different player to Thomas Partey. I do think we need to be looking at his replacement. It needs to be something we are actively scouting for, because regardless of his injuries, he's how old is, how old is Thomas Partey? Twenty nine. Yeah, twenty nine. And you know, his injuries are a concern. They have been for the last couple of years. He's missed a lot of football at Arsenal and missed nothing of note before joining us, really. So. Yeah, in short, I think we should be looking for not just his backup. I do think we should be looking for his long-term replacement. Sure. No, I agree. Uh, one final question from our main man, James Dower, who's currently setting, setting himself up. Um, 
what what do you hope Mikel Arteta is working on in training during the unexpected break? I imagine he's doing his hair. Doing his hair. I would hope he'd be working on his um, sketches for his whiteboard, pretty much chats, just making those drawings a little bit more accurate. Do you think like with um, that European game last week, he had like the speakers out again to, to really create the atmosphere? Great. One of the, the cringiest things. Yeah. I mean, it was that was painful to watch, yeah. <laughs> if I if I was there, I'd be like, lads, we can't really find. If we'd have won the game, fair enough. Epic. We would have looked like a stroke of genius. We lost what four, five? Who knows? Four, five still. Yeah, we got pants um, down, mate. So the speaker job didn't didn't help anyway. Um I feel like giving James a, a, an honest answer or a more serious answer because we've both just absolutely flipped that question off, I feel. What do I think Arteta is doing? Hopefully encouraging people to shoot um, and have a pair of bollocks in and around the box. That'll be yeah. my my one thing I hope he's he's actively doing in and around the training ground, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, I hope so. Just, just Maybe he's got, he's got multiple whiteboards with pictures like goal nets. Mm. And you kicking yeah. the ball out of the whiteboards. Should we call Absolutely. it? Absolutely. I think, yeah, we wrap it up there, Steve. Um, so look, as always, we'd just like to thank you for taking the time to listen to the podcast. We hope you enjoyed it. If you do enjoy the show, please do leave us a review on Apple and Spotify. And also please do like and share on the socials with your family and friends. But look, please keep an eye on our social feeds for the next podcast. God knows when it will be. We don't. So look, until then, look after yourselves, look after each other. Take care. Bye-bye.